Hello and welcome to the Pen Addict Podcast, your weekly source for pens and paper and the analogue tools that we love so dearly. Uh, my name is Mike Hurley, but I am joined, as always, by your host, the Pen Addict himself, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hello, sir. Hey, Mike. How's it going? Very well, sir. How are you? Good, good. Doing very good. Watching it rain out my uh, out my office window, so um, it's enjoyable for a change. Oh, cool. And we're releasing a day early this week. Yes, we are. Releasing on a Wednesday instead of a Thursday. How I think it's that. It, it'll be a surprise, surprise recording. Exactly. And that reminds me, I must mention, I must remember to mention to you about next week. I don't know if we're going to have a show next week. Okay. Because okay. I, I will be on a plane. Okay. Not a problem. We'll we'll be sure to to tweet it out to all the all the listeners. Give us we'll give a status update uh, mid next week on on what our recording status is. How's yeah. that sound? We might be able to try and fit something in because I fear that we're gonna we're gonna start getting people at our doors with pitchforks. Because <laughs> yet again, we're not talking about digital. I know, I know, and and we have to. But um, we had a uh, we kind of. Had a little exception this week, and, and we mentioned it last week. Um, I, I, I took a little road trip over the weekend, and we thought that might be a good topic for uh, this week's uh, podcast. So again, the digital episode got pushed back. So I remember last week we said that we would either we would only talk about the Atlanta Pen Show, which you visited over the weekend, mm-hmm. if you mm-hmm. spent a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we just wouldn't have spoken about it at all. <laughs> so the fact that this episode is about the Atlanta t- uh, Pen pen show means that you spent a ton of money well we won't we won't say a ton of money but i I definitely spent everything i had budgeted (laughs) (laughs) i figured i was gonna blow the entire budget or i was gonna spend zero was kind of how i was how i was gonna go and uh you know fortunately you know i I found some some things i was looking for some things i wasn't looking for that i still had budget for and uh you know i it it was pretty cool it's my first pen show and um, you know, I kind of had a general idea of what it might be like, but not ever having been to one, I wasn't sure. You know, my expectations going into it was that there'd be a lot of vintage pens, a lot of classic pens, a lot of classic fountain pens. You know, the majority of them, um, and then there'd be a lot of the nicer, higher end, new fountain pens and new roller balls. You know, the I don't know what the proper term is for them, but you know, the more executive or collector type. You know, the mm-hmm. two, three, four hundred dollar fountain pens and rollerballs you know that you see with all the the nice the hand painting or the gold inlays or whatever you know all the the bling type pins that yeah the ones you know, that I, weigh like two ton yeah yeah that i i personally have zero interest in that mm-hmm. type of stuff i also at this point and i'll, I'll reserve judgment I, I don't have a lot of interest in classic fountain pens or classic writing instruments yet okay. um that's always that's always subject to change that's just not in my you know not in my thought process right now so, you know, going into the show, I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to find the types of things I was looking for. And I'd say, you know, the the pin shows just like, you know, if you've ever been to like a hotel ballroom or conference rooms or something, they had two big conference rooms set up with dealers and, you know, all their wares out. And, and, and it was, I say it was probably 75% vintage, classic, and then like the higher end writing instruments. Okay. So, you know, I'm, I'm walking around, I'm like, oh, you know, these are nice. It's not really, you know, up my alley, but I had a few things in mind. And, you know, we've talked in the past about kind of like a, not necessarily a holy grail pen, but if there was one fountain pen that I wanted that's been on my wish list for a year or two is the, um, the pilot vanishing point, the black matte one, the, you know, it's, it's the full black and, and, 
you know, black clip, black plunger, you know, the, the nib is, is, is it's gold. It's a gold plated nib. So it's silver. It, it looks sharp. And, and, you know, I've held off and held off and held off. And I was pretty sure I would be able to find one there because it's a relatively recent pin and, you know, most new pin dealers, you know, will, will have some type of stock of, of the vanishing point. And sure enough, I came home with one. So, uh, I, that's, I was looking up, I was, cause I've been probably since we started doing the show, I've been talking about the possibility of a vanishing point because it's a fountain pen that's retractable. And that just yes. seems very exciting to me, but the pilot mm-hmm. also do something called capless, right? Right. It's the same premise. I, I, there's a pilot capless, a pilot decimo and the pilot vanishing point. They're all the similar functionality. I, I can't. I don't know the differences. What makes each one named differently? Um, I, I do know that the vanishing point, for whatever reason, are the lower end of the price spectrum. Um, if you looked at the capless or the decimo, they're maybe twenty five percent more expensive. That's just ballpark guessing. I, I don't know why. I don't know if it's some of the barrel materials or things like that. Um, Although some of the vanishing points are are kind of around the same price, so I don't know if that's a regional thing. You know how we've talked in the past; some pins are named one way in one region and one way or in in another region. You know, the Pilot uh, Namiki brand is you know originally a Japanese brand, so there might be some branding type things going on there. Right. Okay. It's the same general concept of a pin, of the pin. So, so the the vanishing point is you know, so named because it has the vanishing point, right? So the, the right. fountain pen is retractable. It's a rocker style pen. Yeah. I want so you to like listen a, to it because this, this is right up your alley. Oh, yes. That's, you're kidding me. It's, you're just it's murdering very, me. It's really strong and sturdy, you know, it. mechanism. I mean, it's thunk. I mean, it's, it's, it's a good one. <laughs> no, I'm going to assume that you went with the fine. I did. I did. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that was easy. There wasn't even any consideration on, on medium or broad, um, which were the majority of the options. You know, one of the dealers were going through and it's like medium, 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 medium. Oh, here's a fine. You know, it's like, well, it's one of those a bit things. Worried. Nah, nah. There, there, there were a couple choices and, you know, they're all, you know, everyone there pretty much prices, prices similarly. So, and, you know, I will say this is, this is far and away the most expensive pen I've ever bought. I mm-hmm. think it probably at least by double, I, I'm guessing. It's not, so, it's uh, not cheap. It's not cheap. You know, I think I got it. You know, I bought a few other things from the same vendor. So I've got a tiny, tiny discount. I think I, I, I told someone on Twitter, I paid about 135 US dollars for it. Yes, yeah, so you got a tiny and, discount. Yeah, and that's pretty much what they go for. Um, you know, like on jet pins, they're 140 I mean, that's a completely fair price. Yep. Um, you know, some people were selling for higher than that um, at the show. And then some of the other, like the capitalists and, and decimos were up like 175 you know, 200 range. Um, and, and I don't, like I said before, I don't know what makes those more expensive, but it didn't matter because this was the one that I wanted. And um, just really because of the looks and, um, and I... I was fairly certain I was going to like the nib, and I do. I mean, the uh, retractable mechanism is great. I um, I couldn't wait to get it home that day, and I got home and started messing around with how to, um, you know, how to fill it. And you know, I was following the directions in the box, and I started writing away. And you know, I got you know ten or twenty lines into it. I'm going good. Then all of a sudden, it kind of petered out on me the the ink, and I was like, hmm, maybe I didn't do it. You know, I'm not I'm not experienced at filling, you know. Uh, 
cartridge, or in this case is a, a, a non-cartridge pin. This is a plunger converter that comes with this. It comes with a cartridge, but I was adamant on using the, uh, the converter that came with it. Well, yeah. you know, I've, I, I went to Twitter and I got, I got a, a bunch of good responses and actually figured it out to get a, a better fill um, for the for the cartridge. Um, so, you know, I've done a little bit better job there. But as I kept reading and kept reading, this is one of the few pins where people actually use a cartridge more than the converter just because this is a pin that's used a lot, right? I mean, it's, it's designed to be, you know, it's got the clip and the retractability so you can carry it around and use it. So a lot of the things I read, people weren't getting enough ink even to make it through the day sometimes um, with this pen. So what they'll do is use the cartridge that comes with it and then just syringe refill the cartridge with their ink of choice and just keep using the same cartridge over and over and over again. Well, could you not just find a good cartridge? I mean, do, do they not exist, Brad, the good, well, good ink cartridges? You're limited, right? Number one, you're limited by design. Um, the Pilot Namiki cartridge is different than in design than, like, you know, we talk about short international cartridges that fit, you know, the Kawikos and several other brands. There's not many non-Pilot cartridges that fit um, the vanishing point, if any. I, I don't know of any. There might be some um, offhand that I'm unaware of. So that's limits you to six colors right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's black, blue, brown, red, green, and purple, something like that. So, you know, the black's a good choice and I'll, I'll probably, you know, order some cartridges, but in the end, I'll probably use those cartridges to refill it with something else. Like I had a, a bottle of Pelican, Pelican Brilliant Black that I was trying to use for this. So we'll see. That's, that's, that's to be determined. We'll see how that goes down the line. Um, I'm, I'm still reading a lot about this pen um, just because there's a lot of different options. You know, there's two different converters it takes, and then there's the, the cartridge refill, um, filling it with a syringe that um, I'm going to look into. I don't know which way I'm going to go yet. Because it, it looks like, from what I can see on jet pens, that it comes with a CON50 converter, mm-hmm. which is what I have for my Pereira. Mm-hmm. Um, and... As, as I said before, the Pereira was playing up a little bit, but since has been fine. Mm-hmm. I think that see, was more I, me than than uh, than anything else, to be honest. Yeah, I, I have the con problem. I have the con twenty in my Pereira, which will fit the uh, vanishing point also, which is supposed to be better for the vanishing point even than the the con fifty converter that it came with. Based on what I was reading, I haven't tried it out for myself. It should hold a little bit more ink and should be a little bit easier to fill and, and suck in the ink. So yeah, I, I have. I'm going to try that converter probably next, and then I'll probably think about doing the the cartridge, uh, the cartridge dance with it and see. But I mean, a lot of people do the cartridge method, but still use whichever ink they prefer. Is it because the cartridges can take more ink than the converter? Yes. Right. Yeah, okay, that explains it. Then. Yeah, I, I'm I'm recalling this off of something I read off the top of my head, but I think the cartridge holds about 1.1 milliliters and the con 50 about 0.7 right. so, so there's almost a 50 percent difference in, in actual. that doesn't sound like a large number but in actual ink it's about 50 percent more so do you just use a standard syringe for that yeah uh, i was the ones i read were using like a a, a wide gauge needle like a 
18 gauge, which is a really wide needle. And they even had some that with like there, you can buy some with like ink refilling kits. Um, you know, I, I started looking at that. didn't get too deep into it, but there's like an 18 gauge needle with like a blunt nose, you know, so you're not stabbing yourself. Mm-hmm. Now that sucks it up, um, pretty easily. And then people also use, um, like the inkjet cartridge refill kits. There's a syringe that comes with those to fill your little your little printer cartridges, hmm. and people say you know they use those with without uh, any trouble. So I was watching videos on how to clean out ink cartridges with syringes and refill them and all that stuff. That's what I was doing all day, all yesterday afternoon. I haven't done any of that yet, but I'm just trying to get some ideas here because uh, this this might be my go to pen. This might be this might be the one for me. What like out of everything. Maybe. I mean, still wow. to be determined. Is it to that be good? determined. Well, so far, I'm really pleased with it. I, I like the feel and I like the build. You know, when I first saw this pen years and years ago, not necessarily the black mat, just the vanishing point, I was like, there's no way I'm going to buy a pen or use a pen where I'm gripping it, in, where the clip of the pen is in between my fingers. But, you know, the way I grip the pen, you don't even notice it's there. And, Everything else about the pen outweighs weighs that. You know, I, I when I first started the pen act, I would have never imagined I would have enjoyed a pen like this, and now it might be my favorite pen. But we got to give that some time before I'm I'm ready to proclaim that. So you're aware of what you've just done to me, right? You know, yeah, what I've I done know, I know, I know. I've been talking about this pen for a while. I know. And now, I, I, I may just buy one like very soon. <laughs> I'm really going to get in trouble after this episode. Because yeah, I've been holding off, right? Because it's, it's, it's like five times the amount of my most expensive pen that I've mm-hmm. purchased, right? It took this me- is something that, I mean, Sammy doesn't listen to this show, my other half, because she's uh-huh. not a pen addict. Right. I would never tell her how much this pen cost. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Because that's expen- it's know. expensive. You know? it is. It's, and, it's very expensive. And when you're looking at those sort of prices, people are expecting to see a Mont Blanc or something like that, right? They're expect, expecting right. to see a name that they know, not Pilot. Right. right. You know? Like, I'm, exactly. I'm going to talk in a, in a bit about a Pilot that I'm using that cost me £2.50 today. Right. And I think that's what people assume Pilot to be. But it's yep. because of the Namiki brand that you mentioned, right, which Pilot exactly seems right. to have taken. Yes, that's exactly right, and I don't I don't know the whole lineage there, but that's that's exactly right. And that's you know, a great I mean, looking it, box as well. Yeah, it's really cool, and it actually um it kind of floats there, mm-hmm. um in the middle of the box, and it's like this cellophane. It's not really cellophane. It's like a thicker cellophane. So actually, when you open it, when you separate the two sides, the pin like rolls out. But when you close it, it kind of just grabs it and holds it and floats it there in the middle. It's not like a molded insert. It was kind of different. I don't know how to explain that, but, but yeah, back to the cost of this pen. It, it it took me over a a year, maybe a year and a half to finally pull the trigger on this pen because it's very expensive. And the scariest part about it is relative to a lot of the other pens at the pen show, this was probably on the lower end. I'm not surprised. Yeah. And which is why, you know, I, I only spent a couple hours there and, you know, kind of looking through everything and, and getting it just because, you know, the rest of the stuff's not really in my price range or in my or on my wish list or want list. It's not something I would enjoy writing with, you know, the three or four hundred dollar, you know, gold plated gold nib pens are not my thing. This is a, you know, despite the cost, it's a more practical pen. Um, you know, it's 
it's going to go in my pocket or in my shirt or, you know, in my backpack to work whenever I find a job. <laughs> you know, it's it's going to leave. It's I've, I've said it a hundred times probably already on this show. I'm I'm 99% of the time. The pins that I purchase are pins that I will feel comfortable leaving the house with. You know, I'm not a collector of pins. I'm not starting a pin museum in my home. I'm using these instruments and I want to use them. And, um, you know, so there is a, a line of demarcation there that, you know, is probably not going to be crossed for a, a very, very long time and without very good reason. Now the, the vanishing point, the uh, nib sizes, are they Japanese sizes? Yes, this is real, really fine. I, I, I broke out my re-inked my Prera, um, on Sunday so I could get a good feel because that's the one we've talked about how, uh, how fine a line it writes, and uh, it, it's pretty much spot on the same as the Prera F-nib. So, yeah, it's it writes very fine. So maybe I would be better off of a broad. Yeah, broad or, or yeah, I haven't really tried the medium. Because I have the medium um, Prera, yeah. and I feel like I would like it to be a little thicker. Really? Okay. So, yeah, yeah. then probably the broad. Because, yeah, as I said before, as much as I love the Prera, it can be a bit scratchy mm-hmm. for me. Okay. Um, so the broad might be an interesting experiment. Although then the, my, my the like the angel on my shoulder is saying to me, "Do you want to experiment with a pen at that price?" <laughs> I know, right? But yeah. I can't imagine that the vanishing point broad is going to be any thicker than the Lamy medium. So, and, and the Lamy medium is great for me. I love it. So I, yeah, we we've spent far too much time, as I assume, talking about that. Yeah, the vanishing point. What else did you did you did you pick up while at the Atlanta Pen Show? Well, you go to a pen show, you think you're going to come home with dozens of pens and all kinds of cool stuff. I came home with two pens. Not at those I prices, mean, Brad. Yeah, I know. But still, you know, going into it, you know, you're like, oh, I'm going to get all kinds of stuff. You know, I, I, I will say one one general comment on, on the show, and, and I'll tell you about the other pen that I got. I was looking to see, you know, what other brands would be in my price range that I might find something different that I don't already have. So I was thinking, you know, um, Lamy, Coico, and um, I was actually looking for a Twisby, which we haven't talked about on this show before. But it's a good mid-level um, quality or entry-level quality fountain pen. I didn't lay eyes on one Coico or one Twisby in the entire show. Um, I would have liked to come home with something uh, of one of those two pens that I did not have already. But I didn't even see one that I already had. I saw none, period. So I thought that was kind of odd. Um, uh, I did see plenty of Lamy's there, though, so they, they were well represented. The other pen I came home with was a surprise purchase. Um, I just happened to see it. It wasn't anything on any kind of list, shopping list I had or anything like that. But, um, you know, I, I've talked about how I'm a big fan of uh, the Rotring pens. They do uh, – and, and Luke, our friend Lucas, who sent me the audio file on how to pronounce Leuchterm, which I still probably butchered, he sent me on uh, another audio file for Rotring and I'm not even going to come close to his pronunciation. He's really got it good. I mean, there's a there's a lot going on in that in that uh, <laughs> the first syllable there <laughs> that I can't even handle. So I'm going to go with Rotring. It's about as good as I'm going to be able to get it, Lucas. And uh, yeah, so, but I came home with a uh, Rotring Rollerball, uh, Rotring 600 Rollerball, excuse me, which is a big, sturdy, heavy, black hexagonal barrel Rollerball. Um, I mean, it's 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 heavy duty. This is the click when you put the cap on the top. Well, oh, nice. Hang on. No, that wasn't it. Hang on. So, I mean, that's kind of the on and off. I mean, it's a 
it's a heavy duty monster of a pen. It's actually really heavy to write with with the cap posted. Um, this might be one I have to um, write with the cap unposted. Um, but it, I believe, and I'll, I'll get corrected if I'm wrong. So I'm never afraid of being wrong. I don't think this is in production anymore. This is, I guess, what they consider new old stock. You know, it's a brand new pen. You know, fresh in the box and with fresh refill and everything. But it's not manufactured anymore. Right. Okay. And I saw it, and at first I asked the guy because I just saw Rotring 600 there. I said, is that the fountain pen? Because I knew they made a fountain pen, and if they had one of those, I was like, whoa, I'm definitely getting that. And he said it was a rollerball, and um, the price was right. Um, you know, I did a little quick internet research because I didn't have a, you know, I had my iPhone with me, but I didn't, wasn't aware of what this pen should go for. And this guy was selling them. He had about five of them, and he was selling them for $65. And I went and looked online, and I couldn't find one less for less than like 125 or 145 So I went back and picked one of these up. So just to have, I, it's a pen I've heard a lot about. Um, it's pretty cool. It, uh, like I said, it's very heavy, very sturdy. It, the best part about it is it takes a pretty standard size refill. It's a Schmidt refill. I don't have the model number. I'll have to separate the pen and, and look at it. But it's it's a basic refill that I'll be able to try. I'm, I'm actually pretty happy with the refill that it came with. It writes it's a it's a point seven, but it writes pretty pretty thin mm-hmm. and very smooth. So I'm, you know if I run it out, I'll switch refills. But I'm not going to have any problem refilling this pen, and uh, I, I'm really happy with it. You could uh, it. I'm gonna have to weigh this thing because it's it's really substantial. Definitely weighs more than the vanishing point. Mm. So because oh, it's it's metal, right? And the vanishing point yeah. is plastic, I guess. Or no, it's metal. Or is it metal? It doesn't mm-hmm. look it. That's mm-hmm. nice. It is. That looks. Is. That's going to be a very good because the, the matte finish looks really really attractive. So to yeah. think that's metal that surprises me. That's yeah, and I'll have to see. Intriguing. I'll see if I can figure out what what metal it is. I'll have to see if it's. Aluminium. Alu- Did I say it right? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Well <laughs> aluminum. I'll have to see if I'll have to see if it's an aluminum barrel or brass. But it's off. It's it's lightweight, but um, it's it's definitely metal. I'll, I'll have to see which kind it is. But um, that that that, that those were the two pins I came home with from the the big grand pin show. Um, you know, I, I, I did buy – one thing it was lacking in was ink variety. I was hoping to get some Noodlers ink mm-hmm. just to try some different colors. Not a single person had any Noodlers. Um, there wasn't even any uh, diamine or diamine or diamine <laughs> <laughs> that I could find to purchase. Um, there was some Monteverdi ink. Um, I did buy one bottle of Private Reserve of this really deep dark blue called uh, what uh, Electric DC Blue, something like that. Um, that was a that that's what I actually refilled my prayer in. Um, it's a really dark, deep blue that's very very nice. It's not a blue black, but it's a dark blue, and then it it came out very nice. And also, you know, I bought a few of the Rhodia Unlimited. They're kind of like a pocket notebook with a band on it. Kind of take your take your field notes notebook and kind of double the thickness of it. You know, page wise, it's something like that, and it's got a little band on the cover so you know the quantity i did not come home with but the uh quality was off the charts so i was real happy with my pin show experience and uh you know and i did see some other pins that i put on the wish list um for for down the line that were a lot more expensive than i thought too so <laughs> we'll have to see what uh what'll be next in in the the big line of fountain pens for me because it's becoming a problem see the pen show seems to have been successful for you and unsuccessful for the rest of us <laughs> because now we all need to spend far too much money. No, I know. Just be, just be patient. Be patient. Think about it. 
Now, I, d- I do have a couple of um, purchases that I've made, but they're, they're actually quite cheap purchases, um, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. But before we do that, we do have a sponsor again this week. Um, we are sponsored again this week by Instacast for iOS, which is a podcast catcher, podcatcher, podcast playing application. Um, Honoured to be sponsored again by an application that, that I love so much. Um, you know, for anybody that's listening to this show, I would like to think that by now they've gone out and checked out Instacast at least because it is an absolutely fantastic application. Um, it is one that I use daily um, and I wouldn't, I can't really imagine wanting to use another application or another system to download podcasts. Instacast does everything so perfectly for me and it's just become part of my daily routine. Um, it's an application that I use so frequently on my iPhone that I can't imagine moving devices it's one of those apps that i'm so used to um, and use so often and i'm so you know just so invested in that to move to like say an android phone where instacast doesn't belong i don't think i think that's one of the apps that would stop me from doing it yeah i think very very much so i'm i don't know if you're like me but you know i i tend to you know i always like to download my episodes i don't i don't necessarily stream them when i leave the house even though i can i get mad when i forget to sync and and <laughs> and download all the latest episodes before I leave the house and I get in the car I'm like oh I didn't sync up all my I don't have all the latest episodes in there you know because I that's one thing when I drove to Atlanta it's only about an hour and a half for me you know one of the first things I did in the morning was went over to my phone synced Instacast so I made sure I had all the most recent podcasts in my list and I listened to um one on the way up there and you know I think two on the way back so um it, it's it's almost in an, an everyday app for me and I don't know if you know I'm sure you noticed it that I, I was actually surprised with the feedback we got after last episode we we're talking about it. people were like wow I've never heard of that this is yeah where, where have I been you know what rock have I been living under because this is an awesome app so it was a real positive feedback on it and you should definitely check it out if um, you know you listen to podcasts at all this is a, a, a real no-brainer exactly so if you haven't yet checked out Instacast really you should um, it comes with mine and Brad's seal of approval for sure um, very much you so can, you can do that by going to Vemedio which is V-E-M-E-D-I-O dot com forward slash Instacast or click the link in the show notes and it will take you straight to the app store it's only one ninety nine. so I did say that I wasn't going to make any large purchases mm-hmm. and I haven't made any large purchases but I did today need to buy a new Moleskin notebook for, for the day job because I've run out I've okay. to the end so I went and picked well, it. Well, 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 I'm going to stop you right here. Mm-hmm. You don't have 50 notebooks in your closet like I do that you can just go pick from? You actually use one all the way through, then go to the store and buy a new one? The Of the moleskins, yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I have a big stack of filled notes books, um, and I have, I basically have a, like a stack of eight working moleskins for the shows and a couple of field notes, but I don't stock up on the moleskins too much. Gotcha. I tend to have a lot of the smaller notebooks, but for work, I like to have one of the lot, like the medium size Moleskine mm-hmm. um, journals. I got a soft cover because I remember gotcha. we were talking about a soft cover. I love the soft cover ones. I don't I do know too. why I don't buy more of them. Yeah. Um, hopefully, this weekend I'm going to be um, my co-host on the Bro Show, Terry. He's mm-hmm. going to a, a new arts and crafts store that's opened in uh, Soho in London. Okay, and they they've got a stock in at the Lego Moleskines. So I'm going to get a couple of those. I'll put those in the show notes because if you haven't seen the Lego moleskins, they're so awesome. Those are so cool. They've got like a little Lego block embedded into the cover. (laughs) I know. Put Lego on it. How great is that? You can build right off the cover. It's a trip. 
So obviously, any if I have to walk into anywhere that sells stationery, I have to take a look around. And mm-hmm. I was just sort of uh, rifling through and picking up a couple of things that interested me. Um, one of them, and this is one a pen I'm actually very impressive, is a Pilot uh, High Tech V5 RT, High Tech mm-hmm. V5 RT. Um, mm-hmm. It's a great little pen. It's one of the. It's a needle. Um, sort of mm-hmm. what isn't it? a needle tip, but it's retractable. Right. Mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty cool and because I, the only t- I mean I've used pilot needle point pens in the past and I've always really enjoyed them um, but they've usually been with caps and, and the retractable one I quite like um, it's a liquid ink mm-hmm. and it's, it writes very smooth and I've actually been using it for most of the day today mm-hmm. um, and I've been enjoying it very much it, it was actually a, a, a worthy purchase it's a pen that I would happily sort of have on me and and it's a pen that i wouldn't mind using but also wouldn't mind giving to others to use right which we always say is an important thing you know i don't want to be handing over the army i don't want to be handing over the uh, retro 51 yeah this exactly is one right. i don't mind passing to somebody but also using myself um so that's i, I do recommend that one yeah now um, have you written with that one in your in your moleskin mm-hmm. that's one of the best moleskin pens that i recommend very um, in the in, in the in the the, li- the liquid ink in the moleskin paper um are, are a good match um in the u.s that pen's called the pilot precise v5 rt um and like i said people always you know what's a good pen for my moleskin that one is awesome it's it it's liquid ink, but it doesn't bleed or feather, and it goes on very smooth. Um, it handles, you know, the, the moleskin papers uh, notoriously uh, ornery with some inks, and that one, it's it's no issue. It's probably uh, it's probably just about the number one moleskin pen out there, in my opinion. And since since getting the fifty one, um, I've become quite obsessed with knockers on mm-hmm. pens. Like it's becoming a a thing now where this is something that I want. I want retractable pens. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I know it's like a twist for the um, the Retro 51, but it's... I like having the, the retractable nature. I like not having to have a cap. And just quickly before I go on, we've received some so much feedback about the Retro 51. Yeah. <laughs> like, especially this week. So many people are buying them and, and... It's been crazy. Because it's... I think it's because of the way that we've been talking about it. Like, it is yeah. such a great pen. But, so yeah, if you haven't, you should check that out again. It'll be linked in the show notes to the Retro 51. Yeah, um, and the people, the people who have bought them and got them in was like, have been, so far have been saying, wow, you're right. You know, and, and not that we're trying to be right or wrong, but and, and it's, it's hard to... It's hard to recommend a pen for someone you don't know, but... That's about as safe a safe a bet as any, and everyone that's been purchasing and has so far that I've seen has been pretty ecstatic over it. Indeed, um, I picked up a uh, Uniball Jetstream. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a point seven, but they had a one point oh. Yeah, I thought I'll try that out, but not. I'm not very impressed. I, I agree one hundred percent. It's not. It's just uncomfortable to write with. Mm-hmm. It does the the ink distribution's poor. Yeah, um, it's not very good at all. And what what's funny is the the point seven Jetstream is one of my favorite pens. Period of any type of pen, the one point Jetstream, I could never use, and I would be happy. It, the, there's a like big the, difference. That was the first yeah. Jetstream I ever tried. Was the one point and I I swore, well, I'm never going to buy these again until I found the points the point seven, and I was like, oh, okay, this is more like it. 
the 1.0 is just it's just not a good pen at all um i saw we've spoken about the friction before is it pilot make the friction yes i saw a papermate replay max today okay so i thought uh, you know that i know that some people like the friction um mm-hmm. and so i thought i'll give this one a try it's horrible Right, it's so bad. <laughs> I don't think I've tried that one. I, I can't remember. There is just no consistency to the ink distribution. Um, the the lines are just so peculiar. It just doesn't seem to be... Wor- Sometimes it feels like the pen's just not working. Yeah. And the eraser is worse than the friction. Yeah. You can still see the line. I know. That's, I've, I've tried a couple other erasable pens that, you know, ever since the friction came out, Uniball came out with two different ones. The, uh, they actually came out with a Signo erasable and then with an actual rubber eraser. Then they came out with the uh, Uniball Phantom, which is a friction-based one. Like the friction, it, nothing's in the same category as the friction. It's it, No one's caught up to that one yet that I've seen. And even that we're not big fans of. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I like it in small doses. Um I, I use them every now and then because they write well. You know, I, I have a hard time getting used to the light ink color. You know, the raceability works fine, works well. Um, people, people love those pens. They love the friction. That's a huge, huge seller. It's a yeah, yeah. That is a big, big time seller. A lot of a lot of um, our listeners I know say that they like that pen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is fine, but it's just not for yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and the last pen that um, I picked up was kind of like a – it was a, on the point of sale at the checkout, so I picked it up and checked it out. And it's a Stabilo Smart Ball, which is like a part rollable uh, 0.5, and a, it's got like a stylus conductor at the end. Mm-hmm. So it's a little um, rubber conductor, which is actually passable as a stylus. I mean, we might talk about it a little bit more next week. Okay. Um, but I've been using it, and it's – it's been fine. Um, I mean, it's not as good as my beloved Cosmonaut, but the the rubber tip is actually is better than some of the foam tips that were around maybe when styluses sort of came onto the scene for the iPad. Um, sometimes it can take a, a couple of taps to get it to recognize something, but but on the whole, it's it's actually quite passable um, for somebody who maybe wants to to have a pen and stylus combination around with them. At, you know. At all times, mm-hmm. like let's say you're you're like an artist, or you take notes on your iPad or something, then it is actually a, a system you could want to use. Okay, I actually I, I'm starting to see a lot more of those uh, the pen stylus combos um, yeah. come around. I I know Monteverdi makes a a decent one. You know, it's like a thirty dollar ballpoint stylus combo. Um, in at the pen show, there are actually a handful of other oh, really? you know s- smaller ones. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's starting to become more more and more prevalent. I haven't seen that still below, but um, uh, I bet we'll keep seeing more pens like that um, hitting the market here this year. Indeed. So, yeah, that was the kind of stuff that I picked up this week. Nothing too special. Um, maybe by the next time we talk, I would have plunked the money down for a vanishing point. Who knows? <laughs> I have very I'm little faith scared. in I'm myself. Always, oh, I, I have little faith in myself. I'm always scared when someone says that on one of my recommendations. I'm like, oh, you're terrible. You cost me $140. <laughs> well, see, I always knew I was going to get one because mm-hmm. you know, I've spoken about it for so long. It's been on my list yeah. for a while. And mm-hmm. uh, from like when I first uh, you know, I asked you in chat, I think this was before we actually started the show, but when we were planning I so. it, I said to mm-hmm. you, are there any retractable fountain pens? And you sent me, it was like this one, but it's mm-hmm. crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I do have one up. I do have before we finish. This is just a question for you, and maybe we, mm-hmm. we can talk about it next week. Okay. So, I now feel like since using the Retro Fifty One, mm-hmm. which I love so dearly, as I've already said in this episode, and continue to say, I kind of feel like I'm a little bit spoiled for pens, like for mm-hmm. that sort of quality experience. Because on the whole, I, I actually, you know, I enjoy a, a, a quite a, quali- a quality pen, you know. Right. So. And I think I'm going to need some recommendations for for pens like that one. Okay. So it okay. Could be something I'll, for another time. Yeah, I'll have to work on that actually because that's a that pens in a quality and price area that does not have a lot of competition. Yeah, I mean, so, I'm sure that I, you know, I would expect to pay a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's going to be some to get comparable to that. There's going to be a lot some gives and some takes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we can we can definitely talk about that. So. That, that, that's actually a good idea. We can add that, but definitely not on the next episode. Right, right. <laughs> Whenever that we will may not, be. We'll not jump that gun again, hopefully. No. <laughs> Unless there's a London pen show. Although yeah. I do have to point out, I got um, an email from a friend of the show, I believe. Uh, I think it was Edith Robertson. Yeah, Edith Robertson sent in another note. She'd, um, she'd sent in some stuff about some UK pen stores. The mm-hmm. 24th of April is National Stationery Day in the UK. Gotcha. Okay. So just thought I'd point that That's out. That's pretty cool. So we know about it. Yeah. Very cool. How are you going to celebrate? Buy lots of pens. That's <laughs> <laughs> sure how I sort of celebrate every day. That's right. Hey, that's no different from any other day, right? Exactly. So, Brad, where can people find you online if they want to get in contact or if they want to see what you do? You can find me at penaddict.com. That's uh, the blog that I run with all the pen reviews and pen chat and news and all that information. You can also email me any questions you have to thepenaddict at gmail.com. And you can find me on Twitter at dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. Awesome. Um, you can get in contact with us um, via the show as well by going to 70decibels.com forward slash contact. You can fill out the contact form there or you can reach me. I'm at imike, which is I-M-Y-K-E. Um, on the National Stationary Day page, they're asking if people are stationary addicts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I might have an infringement claim. <laughs> Who, who do I need to see about this? Um, the partners are Schaefer, it, Uniball, and Faber Castell. I'll just go straight to the Queen. Yeah, just go, just go straight to straight to the Queen. I'll, I've got a telephone number for you. All right, appreciate it. No problem. So, Brad, right. thanks so much. Until next All time. All right, talk to you later. See ya. <laughs>